Blog Talk Radio. NFL draft is here. Oh, I'm about to shed a tear. I can't believe today is here. The NFL draft 2018 is here. God, I can't stop saying it. I'm in love with this day. Today should be a damn holiday. Forget the Super Bowl. Forget the Pro Bowl. I can't believe I said the Pro Bowl. But today is a holiday. They should put this on the calendar. National holiday for diehard football fans. The NFL draft is here. I'm so excited. Next three days. Can't wait to watch just unlimited, exclusive football talk. I'm telling you, man, this is an exciting day. Me and my buddies, Chuck and I, we've already got the food out. We've got the mac and cheese. Homie mac and cheese. Got to give big shit out to Chris Harris. Telling you, one of the best cooks that's ever around. I'm telling you guys, his mac and cheese, homemade mac and cheese, was some of the best. And I'm not going to put on air his ingredients, what he made uh, to make that mac and cheese, but it was so damn good. But it still can't beat Mama Wise. Mama Wise, she still makes the best. But my boy, Chris, man, great job. I'm, t- I'm just, man, I'm telling you, last night when he made that, Chuck and I, we took so many different bites. We had to keep going back. We almost ate that whole pan in one night. We're trying to save it for today, you know. But every bite was just, oh, my gosh, just marvelous, just tasteful, just I don't know. I can't even explain it, man. I want to get a notebook, notepad out and just write about 30 adjectives, man, because I'm telling you, it was just so damn good. It was amazing. I'm telling you, that good. And Chris did say he's going to try to uh, get get his recipe out there this summer or take it out about all around Los Angeles area and just let people try it because that was some of the best mac and cheese I ever had. But I did the green. We got some chicken wings today. Uh, what else we got? We got greens, chicken wings. Uh, mac and cheese. We got the cornbread. I'm telling you, we're going all out. This is draft day. This is a holiday. This is our holiday. We all off today. We're gonna enjoy ourselves. We're gonna sit back, watch some great football coverage of the draft. And right now, it's not official, but the news out of Cleveland is that the Browns are going to probably, it's more than likely, about 90% are going to take Baker Mayfield. Like I said, it's not official. So some of you guys that are tuning in are like, "What? what? The Browns gonna take Mayfield?" Yes, it sounds like they're going to take Baker Mayfield. And I know Chuck and I, we talked about it last night on our show. Chuck and I both kind of agree we kind of want to go with more Darnold. But now when I think about it, you look at Mayfield, I'm telling you, the kid is a winner. And he's going to bring that winning mentality to Cleveland because if he is the pick, Cleveland needs a winner. They need to know how to win. They didn't win one game last year. So they need one win followed by multiple wins this season. <laughs> so Mayfield, I understand the Drew Brees comparison, short quarterback. Some people are analysts are talking about, no, um, who was that talking about? Rex Ryan, old Bills head coach up there talking about, ah, I want to take this kid because he's just six feet tall, this and that. I'm telling you, the kid can make some great throws. Yes, he might not have the uh, Michael Vick ability, scrambling ability, this and that, 
but he doesn't turn the ball over. We saw what happened with Deshaun Kaiser last year in Cleveland, turned the ball way over too much. And same thing with Sam Darnold. I mean, Sam Darnold was just turning that ball over left to right. And so, you know, when, when Cleveland fans, when they look at this, they don't want a guy that's going to turn it all over quite a bit. So, therefore, I kind of like this pick. I, I like the Mayfield. I think the Mayfield pick will actually work out in a few years. When you look at my Giants, the room is right now. Giants on the clock at number two. You got Sam Darnold and you have Saquon Barkley. Now, the rumor is the team is looking to trade out of this spot, which I talked about on last night's show. They need to because we have multiple holes all over this team. From secondary, still need that right side offensive line to be fixed at the right tackle position because Eric Flowers, sound like we're going to ship his ass out of there. He don't even want to show up to voluntary workouts, which I don't understand because his ass needs all the working out he can get. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, coming off the season he just had, he was straight terrible, one of the worst tackles in the game. And then when you look at our linebacker core, yes, we can use some more speed there. We need a pass rusher as well. So like I said, if the Giants are looking to trade down, which is the rumor is right now, they're looking to move out that number two pick, they need to go ahead and do it. I mean, if Barkley's there, you take Barkley. But the thing I here, here's the thing I hate about this pick. Barkley is a hell of a talent, but I've never been sold on taking a running back that high. If we take Barkley that high, he needs to turn out to be the next Daniel Thomason, the next Gale Sayers, the next Walter Payton. I mean, he just needs to be a beast. But the problem is that right side of our offensive line, we don't have no maulers. We don't have no guys that can open the holes. We got rid of DJ Fuker. He's gone. And like I said, we don't have a right tackle right now. So, therefore, with this pick, if they do go ahead and trade down, I'm cool with that because I can see Denver moving up. If Darnold's on the board, Denver wants to come up from number five to number two. Shoot, come on, Elway. Come on up. Come on up and get your man. Come on up and get Darnum. We'll be happy um, to trade back. And then at number five, my Giants can get Quentin Nelson. So when you get Quentin Nelson to pair with Nate Soder, whoo, then we can go ahead and maybe in that second round get Darius Geis or get Wayne. I mean, we already have Wayne Gallman, but get Darius Geis or get Sony Michelle from Georgia. Just run him on that left side. We good. <laughs> I'm telling you, we good right now. So. That being said, those are the latest rumors right now. Also, the Saints. I'm here. The Saints are trying to move up as well. Um, if the Saints are trying to move up, it's got to be Lamar Jackson because I think, like we, me and Chuck and I touched on last night, if Lamar Jackson in the right system, he can shine and do his thing. So I'm looking for the Saints to find uh, Drew Brees' replacement, and it could be Lamar Jackson. All right, so picking up where we left off yesterday, I know Chuck and I, we did picks 1 through 10. Chuck's not here today. It's just me running the show solo. Bear with me, guys. Some of you guys might be missing Chuck's voice. Hey, you're going to deal with me for the next 20 minutes. <laughs> but we're going to have fun with the show. All right, so at the number 11 spot, we have the Miami Dolphins on the clock. And when you look at the Dolphins, what areas do they need help in? Well, you can say quarterback, you can say linebacker, and you can also say defensive tackle. I know they have Jordan Phillips. But if they're running that 3-4 defense next year, I will look at this pick and say Vita Villa. Um, the D tackle from Washington would be a great pick right here. Or linebacker. I mean, they got rid of Neville Hewitt. They got rid of Lawrence Timmons. Raekwon McKillen is coming off that torn ACL who they drafted early last year. You cannot have too many good linebackers. So right here, if Tremaine Edmonds is on the board, Tremaine Edmonds would be a great pick for the Miami Dolphins. Number 12, you have the Buffalo Bills. It's got to be a quarterback. You look at that Bills quarterback, 
Right now, look at the quarterbacks on the roster, who they have. They picked up A.J. McCarron. We don't know what we're going to get with A.J. McCarron. He hasn't shown too much in the you know, just due to limited, you know, playing time. Um, Steven Peterman, we saw what he did last year. He struggled as a rookie in the times he got into the game. Um, so, like I said, with that being said, is this Bills coaching staff, are they enamored or do they have enough, um, you know, do they feel like they're going to go in this season with Steven Peterman? Or A.J. McCann. Now, those two guys the future? I don't think so. But right here, if you have a chance to go get one of these quarterbacks, because like I said, I think five to maybe six quarterbacks go in the first round, but five for sure. So if you want to trade up, hey, come on and trade with my Giants. Hey, <laughs> I said it last night. Y'all want to move up from number 12 to number two? Hey, whoops. I would be on that phone so fast. What you say? You want to trade up from number 12 to number two? Hey, let's go ahead and make that trade because – for them to move up to number from number twelve to number two, they're gonna to have to give up first round. Actually, both of their first rounds this year, uh, first round next year, probably a third round. Yeah, they're gonna to have to give up a lot. But I don't see the Bills moving up that high. If they do move up, maybe number five with the Broncos, or maybe number four with the Browns. But they stand pat here at number twelve. If Rosen or Jackson, let's say if Rosen or Allen has fallen. Man, you 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 can't go wrong with this. <laughs> I mean, you're gonna get Josh Allen or Rosen at number twelve, which is not bad if they do drop. All right, Washington Redskins. They need a D tackle. They haven't had a, a man of D tackle in years. We're talking about someone that can occupy double teams. And right here, Vita Vid will be a great pickup for them right here. Or offensive line, they still need to shore up that offensive line, especially the center guard position. So I can see them maybe taking Iowa's James Daniels. He'd be a great fit right here. Or if Vita V is off the clock, I mean off the board, we can go ahead and get Alabama's D tackle Deron Payne. He would be a great pickup right here for the Redskins. Number fourteen, Green Bay Packers. It's got to be cornerback help. The Packers have not had a solid corner. And shoot, probably what last five, six years, like every year in the draft, they're always taking outside linebacker or, or defensive end. Uh, will this still be the case right here? Maybe they might take defensive end Marcus Davenport. He's very raw. I mean, I can understand, you know, the teams are hype on him because, you know, he did have a good uh, senior bowl. He looked good. You know, he dominated at his against his level of competition in college. But I'm telling you, man, it just seems like every year, they keep drafting outside linebacker or edge rusher, and it just – I ain't going to say it hasn't worked out, but it's just – I don't know. It seems like they've been missing more on those type of guys. But right here, cornerback Joshua Jackson out of Iowa or Central Florida cornerback Mike Hughes would be a great pickup right here. All right, number 15. Last night's show I touched on, you can see the Cardinals moving up, making the trade with the Bears. Bears at the eighth spot, trading back to this position. If the Bears trade back to this position – I can see the Bears taking defense in Marcus Davenport right here because the Bears, that defense, Vince Fagio, he's all about edge rushes. He's all about them pass rushes. I know they have Leonard Floyd. If you get a Davenport right here, team over Floyd, that's a great combination because I know they got really Willie Young, Lamar Houston, those guys are gone as well. Or if the Cardinals are picking here, I can see the Cardinals. If a Lamar Jackson is still on the clock, I can definitely see them snatching up Jackson right here, or maybe getting a wide receiver. This could be the Calvin Ridley spot right here. Calvin Ridley, Alabama's wide receiver. I could see him uh, 
elected right here because the Cardinals, that's receiving core, Larry Fitzgerald, getting up their age, he's probably going to play maybe one more season. Uh, they lost uh, John Brown. He's gone. He's with the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, right here at this spot, I can definitely see uh, Calvin really being the pick right here if the Cardinals stand pat and uh, make their pick right here. All right. Number 16, ah, the 16th spot, we got the Baltimore Ravens on the clock. Captain Checkdown Joe Flacco sitting here saying, let's see, my receiving core heading to next season consists of Michael Kravich, we picked up John Brown, and we picked up Willie Sneed. Hmm, my receiving core looks pretty good. Unfortunately for those guys, he might not be getting ball much because Captain Checkdown loves to check down, do a little five-yard outs, a little dump screen passes to running backs. That's what he's all about. Flacco, yes, I understand coming to the league years ago, he had a hellified arm, but it just seems like Flacco, his game, what is going on with his game? It just seems like he's regressing. It's just, I don't know, maybe he's lost confidence in his arm, his ability to make those deep throws, but the long ball has been missing from Flacco, but I understand getting Sneed and getting Brown, that's a great up. But right here, I can see them taking another wide receiver. Calvary really right here at five. Or it can be tight in Hayden Hurst out of South Carolina because right now this team has 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 not gotten the tight end uh, situation fixed. I mean, a few years ago they took Max Williams, uh, Crockett, we got Gilmore. They just cannot get right at that tight end position. And it's crazy that old man Ben Watson, Benjamin Watson came in there and was like the lone star from this group. So it's just crazy, man. They've been missing a lot on tight ends. Maybe Hayden Hurst could be the pick right here maybe he could be the one to turn things around with the pick right here at the tight end spot so Hayden Hurst I definitely think would be a great pickup right here for the Baltimore Ravens next on the clock we got the San Diego Chargers picking that 17 it's got to be safety it's got to be Derwin James right here it has to be because when you look at this team Trey Boston balled out last year had eight interceptions he's a free agent I think his asking price is eight or nine million dollars whatever a year and you can't knock him for that because he bought out last season. He wants to get paid. You know, the NFL, we know it's not for long. Hey, get your money, man. Get your money. So right here at the spot, it's got to be Derwin James. Or I can actually see them maybe going with Boise State. Outside linebacker, Van Esk. I am not sold on this kid. I've seen about four or five um, games. I watched a lot of film on this guy. Just not sold, man. He's just – he lacks that punch. He, he – you know, when you look at his ball awareness skills, his his instincts, he doesn't have great football instincts to me. Seems like he's a little slow, a little slow to react. And in the NFL, you can't be slow to react because, bam, we're talking about the best of the best, and you can get beat just like that. So I'm not sold on this kid right here at the spot, but I think Derwin James makes a lot of sense. Next on the clock, we have the Seattle Seahawks. Every year, man, Russell Wilson – telling you this this is one of the best young quarterbacks in the game but it just seemed like every year he's running for his life Seahawks have not gotten this offensive line fixed it needs to get fixed right here Billy Price the center from Ohio State or um, I can maybe seeing them getting Isaiah Wynn the guard slash tackle from Georgia would definitely be a great pick right here for the Seattle Seahawks next up Dallas Cowboys can't believe they're, they're America's team. I don't get it. This is not 1995, 1996. Why in the hell are y'all still America's team? I do not get it. <laughs> I don't get it at all. This is all about 
the future. I mean, the past. Or, I mean, the past is the past. This is all about the present. The future moved on, man. You guys haven't been America's team for years, haven't done anything since 1995. So, Cowboys fans, y'all need to get over that being America's team. And right here, this team is on the clock. There's Bryant's coming back. They definitely need a wide receiver, number one wide receiver. It could be Dallas's own. Cortland Sutton played at SMU. Cortland Sutton, great size, but he doesn't always play up to his size. I mean, if he's going to come in the NFL and be that number one target, he's got to win those one-on-one battles. Hell, you're 6'4". So that means you need to get physical. You need to get in that weight room. You need to have a dog mentality. You play in the NFL, man. You got to win those one-on-one matchups, especially in the red zone, especially with your height. And he's got to work on being able to catch the ball. And can he separate? Can he separate from a defensive back? So, Corlin Sutton, I can see you being the pick here. I mean, this is the Cowboys, man. This is my team. I'll be upset because, <laughs> like I said, Corlin Sutton, I feel like you can get him uh, maybe, um, you know, in the second round. I think this kid's going to drop. But right now, since there are teams that need a wide receiver, I can see a run on these wide receivers going pretty early right here. Or if Calvin Ridley is still on the clock, I would definitely take Calvin Ridley over, over Corlin Sutton. All right. Number 20, the Detroit Lions. Telling you right now, book it, fans. This is Harold Landry. This pick is going to be Harold Landry, the defense end pass rusher from Boston College, because he will be reunited with his old position coach, defensive coordinator, Lions defense coordinator, Paul Pascaloni. Tell him, if Paul's sitting in that war room right now, he sees Harold Landry, he already tell him, Coach, go and get my boy. Go and get him. Go and get him. (laughs) Uh, 21 spot, Cincinnati Bengals. This is my sleeper team right here in the AFC. I'm telling you right now, nobody's talking about the Bengals. Bengals have a lot of pieces. They're a young team, secondary, uh, linebacking core, defensive line. That 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 defense side of the ball, they're loaded. They're loaded over there. And plus, they get Terrell Austin, the old defensive coordinator coming in from Detroit. He's probably going to be Marvin Lewis's uh, replacement within the next couple years. He's bringing some dogs. He's bringing a dog coaching mentality over there. And I'm telling you, them Bengals, they're they going to be hunting. They're going to be hunting each week and week out. They're going to be a tough out. So right here, Bengals, their biggest weakness is that offensive line. <clears throat> um, Chuck knows all about this as well. If you were here, he'd be saying the same thing. He already talked about it. He's like, he doesn't understand why people are talking about they probably going to take, uh, uh, they probably go ahead and get, um, you know, uh, Lamar Jackson or something like here. It doesn't make sense because why get another quarterback when your offensive line can't block, you know? So I'm understanding they try to address that tackle position, trading for Cordy Glenn, which was a great pickup. But the interior part of this offensive line, Russell Bodine, he's gone. Um, he wasn't he wasn't that great anyway. So Clint Bowling, he definitely needs to be upgraded. That right tackle spot definitely needs to be upgraded. So it could be uh, Arkansas center slash guard Frank Ragno could be the pick right here, or Georgia's offensive guard slash tackle Isaiah Wynn could also be the pick right here for the Bengals. Number twenty two, Buffalo Bills. Y'all need a wide receiver. You need a wide receiver bad. I understand. Last year in the offseason, you guys try to go out there and get Jordan Matthews. Didn't work out too well for you guys. Um, the only thing you guys have right now is the, the kid from East Carolina, and he didn't really do much on the field because his butt was on TMZ, ended up naked in the club or whatever. I mean, that's sad. <laughs> so, like I said, right now, for a young quarterback, if you guys do, do take a young quarterback in this draft, you need to surround him with some weapons. So, DJ Moore who's going to be the next Stephon Diggs coming out of Maryland. I love this kid. He's a beast. I think he'd be a great pick up right here. Or Sutton's still on the board. Like I said, you need a weapon. 
So if you want to go get Sutton, he'd be a great solid pick right here uh, for the Buffalo Bills. All right, number 23, New England Patriots. They picked twice in this first round. The Patriots trading up. I think they could maybe try to go up and get Tom Brady replacement in this draft. Or if they stand pat right here, it's got to be Alabama linebacker Rashawn Evans because we already know uh, uh, Shay McClellan, the outside linebacker from Boise State a few years ago, the Bears took in the first round. He was terrible. He was terrible. He was the weak link on his defense, this linebacker position. Uh, Rashawn Evans would definitely be a great pickup here. He brings great instincts and speed, which is something this linebacker core has been lacking for years. 24, Carolina Panthers, got to be a cornerback right here. See the kid out of Louisville, Alexander. He would be a great pickup right here if, if he can stay healthy or if Iowa uh, cornerback Josh Jackson is on the board. One of those guys would definitely be a great pickup right here for the Carolina Panthers. All right, 25, we've got the Tennessee Titans on the clock. It's got to be a defensive player, man, and I'm thinking on that defensive line, I think Derek Morgan contract is up. Um, I've never been sold to Morgan, but actually Morgan panned out to be a decent player. I remember when they took him years ago out of Georgia Tech, I was like, damn, Derek Morgan, he ain't going to do nothing. And first three years, he struggled, struggled mightily. But the last few years, man, Derek Morgan, when you look at his stats, puts out about eight and nine sacks a season, you know, not bad. I mean, especially being taken that high in the draft, you would think more. But he's actually contributing and actually worked out pretty well. So uh, I think right here, defense in out of Ohio State, Sam Hubbard will be a great pickup right here and should be the pick for the Tennessee Titans. All right, number 26, Atlanta Falcons on the clock. It's got to be a defensive tackle. It has to be Deron Payne if he's available on the clock. If he's there right there uh, to be picked, he's got to be Deron Payne. He will definitely be a great upgrade for that defensive tackle position, something they haven't rectified in the last few years. Or it can be uh, the kid from Florida, uh, Taven uh, Bryant. He could be a great pick right here. So if Payne is off the board, I think that would definitely be the pick right here. Number 27, Saints, tight end. You look at this team, they don't have too many weaknesses. And it's crazy because a couple years ago, Saints were hurting, man. You look at that defensive side of the ball, they was one of the worst defenses in the league. They didn't have nothing. And now look at that Saints defense, man. It's, it's coming together. They got some pieces over there. But on that offensive side of the ball, not too many weaknesses at all. But the tight end position, Fleener, eh, Fleener has been kind of disappointing since he signed that big contract coming over from Indianapolis. So I can see them taking tight end Hayden Hurst if he's available right here. Or if they make that trade up to get Lamar Jackson, man, woo, Lamar Jackson with Sean Payton. Oh, man, that's that's going to be a hell of a uh, combination right there in the next couple years to see. All right, number 28, Pittsburgh Steelers on the clock. Seems like every year, cornerback. <laughs> every year, it seems like they need a cornerback. Uh, Joshua Jackson or Alexander, uh, both will be great for Mike Tomlin in that defense. We know Tomlin loves physical corners. We know he loves corners that have great ball awareness skills. Both of these guys definitely have it. Uh, 29, Jacksonville Jaguars. This team doesn't have too many holes. They're a young team already with a lot of first and second round draft picks. And that team was hungry last year. I look for them to take the next step as long as the Bortles can keep improving from the quarterback position. But right here at 29, I think a wide receiver definitely will come into play. Um, I know they lost Allen Hearns. He's with the Cowboys. So, Kristen Kirk, I mean, I think this would be a great pickup for him, right? A great uh, slot right here for him to go to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Because when you look at Kristen Kirk, 
He's great in the slot, has great hands, and he can also bring that kick return. I mean, you know, being a kick returner, uh, punt returner, he's definitely great on special teams. So right here, Christian Kirk would be a great pickup. Or I said a couple picks ago, Hayden Curse. If he continues to slide, and those are teams I talked about, you know, I was talking about Hayden Hurst could go to. If Hayden Hurst is available right here, look for Jacksonville Jaguars. Decide to go ahead and get uh, Hayden Hurst with this pick. All right, number 30, Minnesota Vikings. It's got to be offensive line. I think Connor Williams, he's the next best offensive lineman right here. He'd definitely be a pickup right here because um, the Vikings, man, Kirk Cousins, you got your new $80 million quarterback. His best friend will be an offensive tackle that can block for him. So I think Connor Williams out of Texas will definitely be a great pick right here. Uh, 31, New England Patriots back on the clock once again. It's got to be an offensive line. You lost your tackle, uh, Sebastian, I mean, not Sebastian Fulmer, but Nate Solder. He came to my New York Giants. So now you have a weakness right there. Colton Miller, UCLA's left tackle, Colton Miller, will be a great pickup for the Vikings right here at this spot. Um, some drafts, some mock drafts have Colton Miller going to the second round, but I'm telling you right now, if Bill Belichick likes the guy, I think this kid is going to be great. If he doesn't go with Colton Miller, he decides to fall into the second round. Tyrell Crosby, I'm telling you guys right now, New England Patriot fans, you're going to love this kid right here. If the Patriots do decide to take him a little bit early, because that's not too early for Ty, Tyrell Crosby, because a lot of people had him going to, the, you know, being drafted at the top of the second round. Anyway, but what I love about Tyrell Crosby, Young kid right here missed all of 2016 with a nasty leg injury. 2017 season didn't give up any sacks. And I think he only had four or five hurries all season long. So, man, that sounds great to a Tom Brady. Uh, Tyrell or Cody Miller definitely be great pickups right here for the New England Patriots. And then at number 32, the rich get richer. Philadelphia Eagles coming off of that Super Bowl uh, championship. Super Bowl champs right here selecting. I think it could be tight end, uh, South Dakota State, Dallas Goddard, or it could be Georgia's running back, Sonny Michelle, or it could be Darius Geis, one of those guys. So I'm thinking for the Eagles, it's going to be a running back or a tight end right here because this team is loaded, not too many weaknesses, as well as long as Carson Wentz can stay healthy. So when you look at this draft, I'm telling you right now, this draft is loaded with defensive players, especially at secondary, cornerback position, linebacker position, and also defensive line. Um, this draft is all about getting good quality depth. You're going to see a lot of great players being drafted in the second and third round. And so that's what I'm saying. When I look at my Giants and looking at teams want to be so enamored with Saquon Barkley, that's fine. But just keep in mind, you can always get – a good, solid running back in the second round. So that's why I'm saying I'm not – I like Barkley. He checks all the boxes, no off-the-field issues. But I still feel like if we can trade down and get that offensive line where we can open up holes because people got to understand, when you look at Barkley coming to the Giants at number two, we still don't have an offensive line that can open up holes. This is not Dallas Cowboys' offensive line. That's why Ezekiel Elliott has worked out so well with the Dallas Cowboys because – Shoot, you put me behind that offensive line, shoot, I have 1,800 yards rushing too as well. So, you know, they have the offensive line. They have the blockers, the maulers up there to open up those holes for Ezekiel Elliott. If Saquon Barkley comes to New York with what we have right now, he ain't going to be getting nothing, <laughs> you know, because it's going to be very predictable. Teams already know Giants going to be running behind Soder, which is our best offensive lineman anyway. So, yeah, that's 
yeah, I'm just yeah, I'm not sold on that right there. And like I said, if you were a team right now that needs a quarterback, this is a great time to go get your quarterback. You got to keep in mind the second round, Mason Rudolph is going to be there. Um, you got a couple other nice prospects, the one kid from Eastern Kentucky. You got the kid from Toledo. Um, so there are a lot of other good, solid quarterbacks in this draft. And so for a team that's looking to try to find a franchise quarterback, if you don't trade up, you can might try to find one in that second or third round. There's nothing wrong with that because a lot of those kids have talent. But like I said, in this draft, it's all about building in the trenches. Go get the offensive line first. And like I said, in the top half of the offense, in the, I'm in the first in the uh, first round, the offensive lineman, you got a few pieces right there. But I say, but I feel like in the second and third round, there's other great quality prospects um, from that offensive line. So build that offensive line first, teams. Then go ahead and get that quarterback. So I'm looking forward to the draft. This is going to be an exciting draft. You also have a lot of NFL free agents still out there on the market, like Navarro Bowman. You got Dez Bryant. It's going to be interesting to see if they're going to get signed over the next week or two. You might see some players get traded in this draft. Uh, Mikael Kendricks, uh, Michael Kendricks, the linebacker uh, from Philadelphia. He's on the trade block. Seems like the last couple of years been on trade block. I see a team, a linebacker needy team who does get the Raquan Smith or Tremaine Edwards can maybe make a trade uh, for the Eagles for him or you can see somebody like Eric Flowers who didn't want to show up to voluntary workouts Giants probably ain't gonna get nothing for him. might not even get a bag of pennies but if you can get a seven round pick for him take it <laughs> seriously so look for a couple players like that to be rated um, in this draft as well so draft fans have fun tonight it's gonna be an exciting draft have fun the next couple of days as well um, Chuck and I will be back next week to break down a lot of the picks, which teams won in the draft, which teams took an L in the draft, which is kind of hard. Just dance. You know, if you make some head scratch picks, can happen. We'll talk about that next week. So, anyway, hope you enjoyed the show, fans. See you next week.